Counselors, approach the bench. I have no further witnesses, Your Honor. Curiosity, I'm allowing this freak show to continue. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. Overruled. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 and anger a million people with our bad faith arguments. My name is Johannes. And I am Raji. Today, we're talking about yet another film on the list. Christopher Nolan's 2006 mystery drama, The Prestige. The Prestige was released on October 20th, 2006, starring Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, and Scarlett Johansson. Before we get bamboozled by magic tricks, I gotta ask you, great viewers, to make sure to leave a review for this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a thumbs up, the thumbs down, give us two of your fingers, <laughs> tell your friends, tell us how we're doing, tell us how we're wrong. Well, how's your week been? So, Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year to you too. Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been a relatively good week. Mostly not doing anything, chomping on food, and relaxing after a trip to Germany. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, how's your how's how's your week been? Uh, very calm. Worked on music. Like um, I'm starting to work on music again, which is nice. Um, so yeah, it's been full of that, and it's just kind of these very intense moments of. Like being in a zone and then being completely tired after that. One of my favorite things to do during the holidays was to spend time watching James Bond. Uh, and now everything is on Amazon, so you don't get to see the adverts. Um, nice. So, but it's a little bit, it's a little bit, you know, sad after the last film, the James Bond, the last uh, James Bond film ended. Um, it doesn't have the same joy it used to have. <laughs> well, um, I mean, strangely enough, none of the James Bond movies are on this list, are they? I that tells you so. something. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just male fantasy here, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So you had a prestige. It was, was kind of cranked out by Christopher Nolan between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Two pretty good movies we've already talked about. Yeah. I I generally think that, uh, and I think we'll talk about this more, it falls into the category of uh, the Christopher Nolan mesmerizing model where everything makes absolutely no sense, but <laughs> it's also a spectacle. It, it, it falls in the model of, what can I do with time? You know? <laughs> But I think yeah. we can talk about it more during the uh, discussions. Right. Before we go there, let's uh, hear your synopsis. At the end of the 19th century in London, Robert Angier, his beloved wife Julia McCullough, and Alfred Borden are friends in the assistance of a magician. When Julia accidentally dies during a performance, Robert blames Alfred for her death, and they become enemies. Both become famous and rival magicians, sabotaging the performance of the other on stage. When Alfred performs a successful trick, Robert becomes obsessed, trying to disclose the secret of his competitor with tragic consequences. And we're back. And uh, yeah, discussion. Let's see where we fall with coin toss. Raji, heads or tails? 
Um, I'm gonna go with heads. Heads. Yes. <laughs> Prior to the discussion we had, I promised Johannes that I would uh, go against this film, and Johannes did not believe me. So he was good. He did not believe me because I was playing mind tricks. I'm gonna go against this movie. All right. All right. Well. The stage is yours. And the witness will address this court as judge or your honor. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a problem with Christopher Nolan. Um, I like his films, but his films don't make sense. And The Prestige is a movie that is wrapped up in a magic trick where the idea of the magic trick, as they said in the film, is inane. But Christopher Nolan gives us a spectacular, spectacular uh, background to one magic trick, and we use it for the most mundane of things. Um, and this movie has a lot of hidden hands, a lot of spectacle towards the very end. But I think that this movie, generally speaking, while it's an interesting premise, doesn't hold up to scrutiny, and it falls in the spectacle of all the Christopher Nolan films that I watch, where when you look closely enough, everything falls apart. Um, but if you want to stay in the world of fantasy and accept Christopher Nolan's views of time, space, and the use of clones, um, then you'll enjoy this mass murdering masterpiece. Um, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my premise. All right. Uh, your Honor, uh, I think The Prestige is one of the better Christopher Nolan movies that actually does make sense if you just suspend your disbelief in the cloning thing. Um, that's that's kind of the only thing where I'm like, uh, okay, if you had grounded it more in reality, that probably would have nailed it, it nailed the landing a little better. But we didn't do that. So, um, you know, if we if we stay in the world that is set up, uh, something interesting happens. It's we essentially see only one magic trick during the whole movie, right? Um, in different stages, it's kind of the the pen and teller kind of version of the movie of of the magic trick where they explain the magic trick over and over again, but they always do it differently. And uh, we see a similar thing happen here. Right, it starts off with with a very obvious kind of trick with the birds um, that is foreshadowing, like what's going to happen later in life, um, in in multiple phases, and which is why I think it's it's kind of great, right? Because we have the kid saying like, "But where's his brother?" Um, and that's foreshadowing something. And then we we have like one of the birds get killed, gets killed. That's foreshadowing something else. Right? So we have like a lot of these clues that the clue is in it's it's hidden in plain sight essentially um which a lot of good magic uh, that's how it's working right you don't see it even though you see it and uh, the same is true for this movie i think the the way it's constructed is very interesting that you know you you have this betrayal and you have this like i need to find out their secrets um and it's it's going through journals and ciphers and all that. Like it's not a big part of the story, but it's it's kind of interesting how it's constructed, uh, and it's it's interesting how 
you always get the feeling that one is trying to outplay the other one and and they're both too good for their own um kind of hatred in a way so it's like uh i i think it's it's an interesting movie and it's uh it's benefiting from rewatching because then you can really kind of hone in on um on, on the clues and the stuff that's hidden in plain sight uh, for you to kind of figure out what's going on ahead of time uh, which is rare for a movie that that has a big shocking twist, I think. So that's where I'm at. You know, it's it's interesting because this movie plays a, lo- a lot on the idea of performance uh, versus real magic. Um, and you know, at the very beginning, we see the the man who brings out the fishing bowl from and places it with water, and everybody is going, "Oh my God, how did he do that?" And they stand outside and watch him walk to his car and they were like you know that's the real magic there the fact that he's encompassed this whole character um it's doing it better than kaiser so safe <laughs> but but, but the, the, the irony about this is when i was watching the movie i felt like i was that little kid who watched the, the bird die and he was like oh man what's what about the twin what about the twin and i was like wow this is exactly how i feel about this whole film it's like we watch Tesla create a, a, a machine that clones uh, whatever is put in. Um, and, you know, instead of using this machine for something spectacular, his goal in life is to create a magic trick so that nobody can explain. That is the real magic because he's, his goal in life is to be better than Bourdain, who is a technically a better magician, but he's a better performer. Um, and this this crotch engulfs his life, and he creates multiple clones of himself, watches them drown every day, um, and uh, just for that one night where uh, Borden will come down and take a look at it so that they can use that to frame him. It's such a... It's such a catastrophic use of resources. What could he could have done so much with that? He, Put a dollar in there, clone that, make it two dollars, a million dollars, clone all of that. You could become a millionaire using that kind of stuff. But it's like we're forced to watch this two grown men argue about magic tricks and, you know, killing each other. And it's, it feels off, in my opinion. I'm not a, I wasn't a big fan of this film. I mean, let me let me rephrase that. What I what I can say that I enjoyed the film for what it is. When you actually think about anything that happens in this film, it kind of falls apart. Um, he also uses time in this film because one of the things that I I found out later was that the beginning of the film, where he's talking to his daughter, was actually the end, um, which is not so obvious um, when you watch it. But you know, the narrator. The fact that we have a narrator at the very beginning is kind of a clue. The movie also plays with the idea of identity, which is which is quite interesting. There's a lot of um, there's a period where Tesla was talking to him um, about um, the hats that they have outside. You know, which hat is yours? All the hats are yours, basically, saying that the clone is a what do you call it? A direct and complete replica of him which is very weird because how does that it's like you hear it and then you go 
we need to suspend my disbelief significantly to believe that standing in a tub of voltage would result in somebody being replicated in all with the memories, with all the ideas, with all that stuff. And it's a perfect replica of you. And then you kill that person every night until you achieve the goal you want to achieve, which is framing your friend for killing your wife. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a sadist, but I, I think the whole premise is quite fascinating. I mean, fascinating it is, right? So it's, I think we're confronted with, with kind of the ultimate battle in a way, right? So, so you have, like you said, you have uh, Hugh Jackman, who is a great showman, the greatest showman, and <laughs> Christopher Bale, <laughs> who um, who is the better magician and has the better kind of uh, better analytic skills on how other magicians do their thing, um, and and you know he understands the craft better, but he's not good at performing. Um, he's very clunky, and you can you can tell in the beginning when um, Hugh Jackman's girlfriend is. is killed effectively um you know that whole performance is is a weird performance by christian bale by you know on purpose um because he's just not a good performer <laughs> the character isn't right so it's like uh it's it's well done in in that sense i think uh be, because it's you know you have skill versus showmanship um, that is battling it out. But then we find out, uh, you said, why didn't he use the, the Tesla machine to, to copy money? Um, because he was already loaded, right? Mm. Like we, we already learned that he's, he, he, he's, he's a rich a dude. He's a lord. <laughs> and, um, you know, he's, he's a rich dude and doing that just for fun, which makes us even, even worse in a way that it's just kind of, you know, the, um, disregard for life, you know, like you know, I think you can kind of draw a parallel on, on kind of what that tells us about you know, the higher echelons of humanity in a way that is just kind of like, yeah, I don't care, right? Like I, I want to benefit from it. Um, I think you can read it like that uh, if you want to, and I think there's some something interesting there as well. Um, now, uh, like I mentioned, I think the the Tesla subplot is the weakest link in this whole thing, I think. I think it's uh, taking... It, it is suspension of disbelief central, right? Um, but I'm, I'm happy to go there in the general discussion in the sidebar um, to, to kind of express my feelings there a little bit. I think the on, on the positive side, the way it is crafted uh, is done so meticulously that um you only have like little um clues like upon first watching or like rewatch first rewatch after a long time um like i remembered something about you know one of them killed a lot of himself um but I didn't know who it was, but then, uh, I mean, it was clear. It was Hugh Jackman very quickly, right? Um, I did forget about the double. Uh, but then I, I noticed that the the uh, 
ingenue of Christian Bale's character is always kind of in the background. He doesn't say much. He's just kind of hanging out. He's just a, an observer all the time. He's like, oh, wait a minute. There was there was something around, around that guy too. And I think that, again, like hiding in plain sight, right? And I think that's also why he was able to figure out the trick that nobody else was able to figure out with the uh, fish in the gospel because he is living that life as well, right? He is living um, an act 24-7, right? And um, to the degree that it's like uh, his, his wife, you know, is kind of subjected on living with twins unbeknownst to her, right? And one of them loves her and one of them doesn't. And uh, we... There's a very obvious clue of that uh, in, in one uh, scene where he says goodbye in front of the the apartment, and then she opens the door, and then he's in the apartment. You know, magic. Um, but it's 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 the brother, right? So it's it's like the little things that that are there, and if 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 you think about them more, it's like wait a minute, that is not magic, right? How do you do it? There's a double. There has to be a double. So. Like it's it's right there, but it's uh, you don't catch it because I feel like, and that's part of why magic works so well if you're into it, is because you don't want to catch it, right? You just want to kind of go along for the ride, and that's why it, why this movie is so good and so beloved by a lot of people, because it's it's taking you on this ride and then on this adventure. If you dig magic, it's it's kind of a fun, fleshy way to see the same trick in five different ways. Um, but that's also what magic is, right? It's like um, using what somebody else came up with decades ago and trying to find a fun way to recontextualize the, the trick in itself, right? Uh, like if if you watch like the Penn and Teller thing, uh, the the Foolers, um, that is like all of that show. It's so rare to find a new new trick, and um, so I think I. Th- it, it just feels like Christopher Nolan did a lot of research into the whole magic space first to kind of understand that. And then he put his time branding onto it and uh, it works well. I think, uh, it, I do think it's one of Nolan's best uh, or better movies. Like I think it's, for me at least, it's in the uh, top five. <laughs> okay. Um it's. I mean, like I think one of the things that you alluded to and pointed out is that, you know, this movie is a movie for people who wants to believe in magic. If you're one of the kinds of people who can't help but peer behind the the curtains to try to figure out how things are, and you find out how mundane the magic tricks are. This movie is exactly will feel exactly the same. I'm I whenever I watch a magic trick, I go, How does he do it? And I research and research and figure out exactly how they do it. And I'm like, all right, cool. That makes logical sense. Um, and in this film, there was, you know, th- there was a MacGuffin, which is the Tesla machine, uh, which kind of ruined the whole film for me. Um and movie went from people doing all sorts of, you know, um, magic tricks, and and I'm putting that in air quotes, uh, 
And uh, we went to a real trick, a real situation where magic is actually being done using science. And uh, we use it for the most mundane thing. It's which is ironic because in reality, we always find out that the magic tricks are always based on mundane activities. In this one, the science of it was more interesting than what the magic trick was. Um, And they use a spectacular uh, scientific research to create a mundane end, which is the which is a kind of a plot twist in a way, um, which makes it somewhat interesting, but it also takes away from the film. Um, we've established uh, throughout the film how people um, get um, totally engrossed in the magic trick that they're doing, um, and because of because the fact that Angier couldn't live with living, being underground when the magic trick is over. Because what he did was he hired a uh, a, a lookalike uh, to try to do the trick. And the trick was that he would go through the door, fall into the ground, and the, the other person would arrive from the other end and appear. Because he was always stuck on the ground and he couldn't enjoy the audience clapping for him, he felt like he needed to do something bigger and better. So in a way, this movie is about ego. In a way, this movie has a MacGuffin that makes this whole film, which is something that exists in all Christopher Nolan's films. And I think he knows it too, because I, when I watched Tenet, which was a good film, there was a point where they were, they were like, you don't even need to think about it. Don't think about it. Just just follow on. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um I think that even the idea of the fact that he was a lord had to be something that got added in after the character was created. Because when you watch the film, it doesn't make sense that the lord is just hanging around and be living in all of this. And all of a sudden, he at the end of the film, I mean, he alluded to it earlier, but he just brings out that card and he says, "I don't want to be a, uh, I don't want to be a magician anymore. I want to live with my daughter and." just rich whatever i it's 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 like that's the problem i have with christopher nolan films the the magic of this film is the way they play with identity you know there's one identity and multiple people are uh are living that identity idea with the twins his wife doesn't even know he the twin exists but both of them are sleeping with her weird um (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it's, it's such a, it's like, and I think that's always a problem I have with Christopher Nolan films. The more you think about it, the less it makes sense. Um, but if you just want to sit down, close your brain and just watch the spectacle for what it is, then you will enjoy this film spectacularly well. But if you want to peer behind the curtains to try to figure out who the wizard is, yeah, you're not going to have fun with this film. That's my take. Hmm. I mean, you, you brought up Tenet, and I think what you mentioned there is very truly so clumsy and so lazy, right, in Tenet, where it's like, don't just think, don't even think about it. Um, whereas here, I feel like Christopher Nolan took uh, the opposite, right? It, it's all there. It is all there, but you 
you fall into the trap of, of general movies of not thinking about it so you don't notice it and i think that that is kind of you know where in intended he needed to actively tell you don't think about it because if you think about it it ruins the whole like two hours that's coming after because you get hung up on like this doesn't make sense mm -hmm. you know here there's the complete opposite uh here the movie works and the twists work a lot better because people don't think about it mm -hmm. but you don't have to tell them right it, it's as a matter of fact you know they one of the first lines is like uh pay close attention right which is like the the opposite of don't think about it just let, let it happen but it's like be be aware of what's going on um and still you miss it um or i i would argue you you can f you, you feel like something is off because of the the wife's reaction of like oh you don't mean it today uh, today you mean it right like uh, that kind of stuff um i mean you brought up a good point like yes they're identical twins but i don't think they're identical identical <laughs> right so this is a little weird there but um uh hugh jackman had hugh jackman's character had a, a more convincing um ploy in the in that regard i guess but um you know i i think that's why it's so so loved this movie is because it, it is kind of playing with the expectation and kind of with the um with the convention of watching movies and just being engulfed in it and then uh, getting the twist uh even though like all the all the stepping stones to figure out the twist ahead of time are already there, right? Like, like in a good magic trick. So, um, that's why I think it's great. And, uh, it very much deserves to be on this list. Um, so you mentioned something about telling everybody to pay close attention, which is one of the things that magicians usually do when they're about to do misdirect the audience. So I don't generally think that that is a, that is a, a cue for us to actually pay attention to the trick that is the cue for us to get misdirected by what is happening in the background pay close attention watch this the cards in my hands meanwhile there's somebody putting their new card somewhere else and all of a sudden you get the magic trick so that that's my opinion on that well but the thing is like the the bird trick they show in the very beginning right mm -hmm. that is telling you everything that's about to happen and yeah i agree right i agree so, so you see, uh, because the boy is so perceptive, right? You see, you see the, the version of Hugh Jackman that, that kills one of the, the clones, right? And then you also get the call out from the boy. It's like, but where is his brother, right? So, so everything is right there in the first five minutes, <laughs> like, and 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 that's the brilliance of it. Yeah, right. So, this movie is probably going to be good for anybody who prefers the turn to the prestige. Um, the act of revenge, because he felt like his friend was incompetent and played to the fact that his wife died. Um, and the fact that he held that grudge for all his life, feeling like he needed to show, show that he was better than him. And he also could frame him for the crime and make him pay. So if you like the turn, then this movie would make sense but if you are a person who actually likes the prestige 
yeah, this movie is not going to work. Um, but it, it, and I think Christopher Nolan bet on the fact that most people who would watch this would, would prefer to turn over the prestige because it's a compelling story of revenge and it has twists and turns and they would see the prestige part, the whole Tesla creating multiple clones of you as just a MacGuffin to make the story work. Um, and I think if you're looking at this film from the depths of what a man would do to gain revenge for a crime he feel he has been commit that has been committed against him, then you would appreciate him him killing himself every night just for that one night where Borden comes down to check on how does this trick work, because Borden in all his own ego believes he's a better magician than Angier. That's that's uh it's a movie about ego. It's a movie about you know magic tricks and uh suspensions of disbelief. I think that's all I have. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's uh let's sidebar it. All right, sidebar. Overruled sidebar guilty speculation hearsay bailiff briefcase disregard in my chamber. Stop beaver on the witness. Arrest. We could totally be lawyers. And there we are. So I mean like like I said, I think the the biggest distraction and kind of slide of hands in a way and and just kind of time suck is the the tesla subplot mm. i don't think it's that great like the that subplot right i think mm-hmm. um to a degree i almost i almost feel like you know this came about because he wanted to have that opening shot of the 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 top hats in on the in the field because that's mm-hmm. kind of a cool shot um and then he kind of reverse engineered okay, how how can we get there how how can we make that make sense um i think david bowie's performance is is pretty good and he's he's kind of perfect as uh, as tesla with his eyes and everything like uh, it's kind of the, the perfect crazy thing but it's like the like you said like the, the whole cloning premise doesn't make a lot of sense because in the reality is he only needed to do the cloning once, mm-hmm. right? To get a perfect clone of himself. And then he can do his fucking trick. Yeah. Right? And, uh, uh, he, he could f- find million ways to do the trick uh, in a different way. Uh, he even could do th- three of them, right? And then he still could do the trick kind of similarly played out if he wanted to. Or, you know, he could... There's so many things he could do by not killing anybody, <laughs> uh not killing himself and then there's also a line where it's like it's always a gamble if the like which version gets the consciousness which uh, that's weird yeah right so we we have to believe that at some point you know the the one without the conscious kind of won over so so how does that work (laughs) right so so the more you think about just kind of the logistics of all of that you know, um, it's not that good, and that's that's why I think that's truly the weak point, uh, because it's going out of realism. Like the rest, everything else, you know, like like any good magic trick, is very real, very explainable, and makes sense if you think about it. It's just presented well. This is just, you know, BS, and it, it 
it's unfortunate because it really cheapens the movie. I I, I think that sometimes uh, Christopher Nolan believes the hype around him too much. And he just thinks we're all dumb people watching a film. Um, Because he does like some of this very... Like he, he wants to make a smart film all right, and he goes out of his way to create several MacGuffins that just confuse you. Um, and it's like at the point, and it, it tricks you into thinking you're not smart enough to understand his film. You need to think about it even more. And it's like, I like Tenet as a film, for example. I'm just still, I still can't understand the very end. And no matter how many times I watch people explain it, I have to com- come to the conclusion that this wasn't a very well-planned film, right? Because how does that work? It's the same thing with this one. I want to understand the end. And I think you've even given a better solution than anything that Christopher Nolan comes up with. Why can't he just create three clones of himself? What about a fourth clone? He throws the ball up to the crowd, he catches it, and then he throws it to the side of the room, another version of him catches it. It's like, why does he have to spend every night killing himself? And it's like, when you think about that, this movie just begins to fall apart. And I just end up going, why does he think we're all stupid? Um, but I think, like I said, the movie is still a good film, if you like to turn. Because the story is about revenge and how revenge um, engulfs you and makes you feel like you need uh, retributions for whatever crime you feel has been done on you. So from that perspective, the movie is good. But when you now start to add the metaphysical, when you start to... I mean, same thing with Interstellar, when they go into the... Into the... Um, Tesseract. Tesseract. Uh, and he's able to communicate with himself uh, in the past. And you're like the idea of space and time is lost in this Tesseract. And after it's done, it just gets destroyed. And I'm like, oh, God, Christopher Nolan, why do you do these things? Um, <laughs> but yes. Is the movie good? Yes. The movie is an interesting spectacle. Uh, would I recommend it to people who want to watch it? Sure. I, I think the film is quite interesting. Um, uh, but if you are, you know, prone to logical thinking you're probably going to suffer the consequences of watching this yeah i mean uh, the interesting thing is that that a lot of the rivalry right and the the revenge is is really based around the fact that hugh jackman cannot figure out how christian bale's trick works Mm. if you think about it right because it's like um he asks like which tie did you not Right, and the response was, "I don't know," and I, I believe he genuinely doesn't know because he's the brother that didn't do it, <laughs> right? So it's like, but it's uh, and, and it happens to be twice that he he faces that guy, right? And it's uh, and, and the whole thing is just based around Hugh Jackman. Just don't he doesn't get it, right? Like he mm-hmm. he doesn't understand how magic works. He's just presenting it. Uh, he has other. He has uh, Michael Caine built the tricks for him and create the tricks for him. He's just there to, to do it, and he's he's not a magician in that sense. Uh, it's it's a vanity project for a rich dude, right? So I think that that's kind of interesting. But 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 it's also 
like the big twists reveal like at the very end right where you see the con like the the glass containers of glass containers of duplicates it's you know if if we really think about that it's like okay logistics and money <laughs> like to to do that like why would you keep that why would you keep the evidence for 100 performances and all that so so there there's a lot of just not there's a lot for the sake of reveal but not a lot of for the sake of uh common sense i mm-hmm. guess right so that's kind of unfortunate uh because those are the things that, if you think about them, that, that could really destroy the movie. I think, like conceptually, um, like doing, like I said in the um, argument side, is like conceptually, I think the movie is strong and one of the stronger ones. Um, but then it falls flat with with the cloning and um, like everything that comes after, because it's just then it, it starts not making sense because it does it, like by default it cannot make sense. Yeah. And that's no, the I mean, problem. I think the point about the 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 him um, talking about which knot did you tie, which is not something that I'd actually thought about, but you know that whole film, everything about it is based on the idea that you know um, Borden is doing his trick, and because they're two different people, you can't actually know which knot was tied and which was which wasn't. So. But I'm, 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 now it makes me wonder why, why he actually tied the knot the wrong way. You know, was this a, a, a way to kill his wife? That. No, no, they talked about that, right? They talked about that in between performances where he said, "This other knot is the better knot for this, um, because it's stronger." When when they lift her up into the the air to drop her in the container, it's it's, it's a stronger knot than the double slip knot or whatever they do. Mm. Um, and and Michael Caine has an argument of like, well, but it's you know if if the rope swells up, then it's not as easy to to um, untie. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Discussion. And then and then during the performance, he gives her kind of a look of like, should I do it? And she just kind of like, sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's how that happened so um because they had that argument over over different knots um and he he felt strongly that it should be the other knot because it's the the better knot for the application turns out it wasn't (laughs) right but that's so but but that's kind of interesting in a way right because it's like that is the the turning point but it's so again hidden in plain sight in a way yeah it's subtle it's very subtle Uh, and a lot of the this movie is very subtle uh, like that, mm. and, uh, I think that's that's kind of great. Like, I've, in a way, like we we spend a lot of time, you know, on on stuff that is kind of meaningless, right? Like mm-hmm. the the reformulation of the bird trick with the contraption that he wears, and you know, the where the bird is just kind of magically like in his sleeves or whatever, mm-hmm. right? We spend a good time on on kind of figuring that whole thing out, and then it just kind of. It's thrown away, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, and we have a lot of that, uh, and I think that's kind of fun because, but but it's also kind of an interesting way to kill time in a not very obvious manner, right? Again, we're seeing the same fucking trick, yeah, we're seeing the same damn trick. Um, I think I, I got so compelled by, by that end that I forgot to mention that this movie was longer than it needed to be, too. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it's definitely longer than it needed to be. I think that. Yeah. Anyway, 
but go on sorry I, no 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 uh, that's kind of my point too right like, uh, like it, it is <laughs> it is a magic show that is way too long overstaying its welcome and uh we are only seeing the same trick but it's not that obvious and that's the that's kind of the brilliance of it in a way ah christopher nolan <laughs> i don't know i i the problem is i enjoy his films enough that i end up going there every time he comes out with a film ironically my favorite christopher nolan film is probably dunkirk um because that made sense um and the use of yeah anyway that's that's besides the point but i i i think that it's 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 interesting that despite everything despite all the problems that i have i still get drawn in every time he makes a film and i think that's the subtle trick he has on me yes every single one of them i i generally enjoy but then you think about it too much and you're like oh memento too much don't think about it just enjoy the film um (laughs) but yeah it's 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 pretty cool yep cool so yeah, next up, Whiplash. Oh, that's the one about the drums, right? Yep. Yeah, that was an intense film. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, uh, where can people find us? They can find us on, um, I guess, uh, Twitter, if that's still a theme. Uh, <laughs> on at Movie Mistrial, on Instagram, on Facebook at movie mistrial i think that twitter is the the best way to reach out to us otherwise you can send us an email which we'll be more than happy to respond to um and and, and where would they send that to contact at movie i think that given the situation with twitter this might be the better option uh but we yeah. know we'll still respond to you on twitter um and see how things play out that's right that's right Cool. Have a good one, everybody, and Happy New Year again. Sounds good. Have a good one, guys, and ladies. And non-binary pals. And non-binary people. And everybody, humans in general. That's right.